Welcome to the Off Screen Central podcast. The Op and Homies have conjoined. We're here. We're ready. The final two weeks before the Oscars. I'm Kinsey Venunu, and I'm here with my co founder, Jillian Murphy. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing doing good. You know, it's a Sunday. I kind of like that we had awards last night and like so sunday we can use the whole day to refresh wait isn't it really nice like it's really nice because i was like oh my god sunday because like last night i was like oh my god sunday scaries and like wait it's saturday i literally woke up and i was like wait i can like look back fondly not in a rush on like things that happen speeches just like red carpet photos those weird interviews like I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is really like so nice. Not that the Oscars could ever do it, but maybe like fall on President's Day. So people have work off the next day or something. I don't know. Like, or just make it a holiday so that everyone has to give you work what, off on Monday. What is Joe Biden's plan to get us <laughs> the day after the Oscars off of work? Um, but so we're clearly recording the day after SAG, which was on Netflix. What did you think of that being able to um, stream it? I thought it was, I liked it because I didn't have to sign up for a subscription to anything exactly. to watch it, like some random, like for cable. And I think the pacing or the timing, like this has been one of the few live things I've watched in the last two years um, that has been like, I'm not delayed by 30 seconds. So that um, was yeah. nice. Like we were <laughs> texting in our group chats, like we we're in so many, but like, and I was like, why are we all on the same page? Like that's yeah. happened. Like usually um, I'm like, don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, damn, like we all at the same time got 500 texts that said Lily in all caps. Um, It was just, I don't know. I actually really liked it. I didn't like the, um, interviews with tan france i think no just... i feel like they could have had like fun bits in the middle of things yeah. that weren't interviewed like that lisa ann walter where she went undercover like i thought that was cute yeah exactly um, so like things like that could be fun if you have like really good personalities i didn't know that idris elba was hosting or was he the host okay was... this is my thing so <laughs> was i he just there i was doing the audience <laughs> audit for our site to my husband and one of the questions i asked him was about jimmy kimmel because he's like a night like a late night host hater so I was like really curious what my husband thinks of it and he was like of course the Oscars need a host and I was like oh like the SAG Awards don't have a host and then like every time Idris Elba would come out I'd be like is he the host (laughs) like what is this like I don't remember I get it no literally (laughs) I was like I get it like same like I always want to see him and I always want him to be on the screen but I was like and then he presented supporting actors so I was like what like I was just very because I'm like is Jimmy Kimmel gonna present supporting actor like well also like what did he win for no what did he win for (laughs) when he um uh uh beast of nation or beast of nation the oh, netflix yeah which is the funny first netflix, netflix original yeah. film yeah oh that's cute so they brought him back 
But um, speaking of like a crazy, like, like, because he didn't get the Oscar nomination and then he like won the SAG. That was yeah a time. Um, but I, I did really like what you were saying. Like, I didn't have to sign up for anything because us people without cable, we struggle. <laughs> like every day I get emails from YouTube live, Hulu live, like all these live things that I've signed up for in the past and canceled. Um TBD on what free trial I'm signing up for for the Oscars, I guess. Well, well I thought like because I know Disney Plus because I, I watched the, that season of Dancing with the Stars when it was live. And it's like, I know they have the ability to um, what's it called? To like to, do it. To do it. So I'm like, wonder. I'm curious if like why they are not doing it. And then also like on Hulu, if they could do Hulu live. But like yeah, I've never understood. <laughs> why they can't do hulu live like i will watch the same geico commercial over and over and over like especially i don't know if you remember last year but every commercial during the oscars was disney related anyway and i'm like you could just yeah. do this on hulu live like i don't understand um yeah you should really look into that because i like all of my friends that are like not in this were like, hey, I opened up Netflix and there was a live event. So I watched it and I'm like, I feel like that goes a long way. Like, I don't know. I think like the ability to easily watch it is so like necessary, especially for all these people. Oh, my God. Celine Song won Best Director at the Spirit Awards. Aww. I feel like also, um, I mean, I probably like the Oscars probably the same as like the Super Bowl where it's really reliant on like ad space um where like the rest of these like no one's buying an ad for sag like <laughs> no one's no one's one. putting the first no one's putting the one first me, me us <laughs> and um paul giamatti should have bought podcast <laughs> ads during oh my gosh so um, like i didn't really mind that there was like if like if it felt like the sag like last night didn't like need ads or like any like that i guess that's why they had like those little breaks and stuff um but like i guess the austrians are kind of like the super bowl where it's like those are where you but it's only like one person is using them which is like the people hosting yeah like, it's like netflix could have put ads for all their shows last night but they surprised i'm surprised that they did not i'm very surprised they didn't and i'm glad they didn't and i was just like you know i i honestly was like is there no one else like i don't even mean reality like tan francis from queer eye like, I was just like, why Tan France? Like, <laughs> just find someone who loves movies. Like, I was, or like TV or something. Like, I was thankful it wasn't like a social media kind of star. But I was just like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, like, it was really painfully obvious. Like, he hadn't watched what he was talking to people about. Like, I don't know. But I did really love um, the moment where... Uh, um pedro was speaking and um steven young like ran up to him like in the middle of it like it was really cute. yeah i was like i love yeah. like the like that we got to see these little like i'm sure they don't love that we get to see it but that we get to see these like emotional like moments of people like after they win especially sag because all actors like killian was talking about it um on the rug carpet like it's really like a moment because it's like your peers voting for you and so they really love that award specifically so like even the tv people because i'm so behind on tv um i love seeing the response of like actors to actors after like they win an award voted on by each other it's so cute 
Yeah, I love kind of seeing there was a little bit of spontaneity. It kind of felt like, um, I don't know, kind of because I feel like peak awards, like award shows was like 2008 to 2013, like when you go and you look back. And I think that's what's really been missing from the last few years of just the spontaneity and just like, I still think there are not like, I'm still waiting for the star potential to walk through because it feels like the season every red carpet like there's faves I have faves but I'm just like waiting of like who is that moment and I feel like that's like you're missing someone like Leo but I love how casual it was I love the reunions that they did kind of like the Emmys like the Modern Family reunion and the Breaking Bad reunion I just love that like even though Netflix is is like very anti-theatrical release and and like anti everything it was like interesting that they were the people to kind of really have the celebration of both film and tv and do it so like effortlessly and it didn't really feel like an award show yeah i agree like that we we're literally texting like the modern family team presenting comedy series was so amazing grimmed and i don't know it's just like it felt respectful of what they were honoring like yeah like Modern Family and Breaking Bad are like really great because they like swept the season like forever, you know? And so it's like, I don't know. It's like them kind of like, and like also like that's like the last time I feel like we had like fresh TV stars. Like now there's like so many shows on so many services that it's like, I this is part of the reason I have a hard time with TV because it's just like, there's too much. So, yeah, but like those were the last time I was like, those were TV stars we all knew, like, regardless if you watched it or not, like, you knew who they all were. Um, and like Modern Family was so cool to see them, like, they're all, all like older, so it's like they're just like completely different people. And I was like, this is crazy, but um, yeah, Breaking Bad, they were like, you know, let's stop selling the tequila for one night, like, <laughs> we can go to Costco tomorrow, <laughs> like, but like Bob Odenkirk should have won okay, an award. Uh, my friend but Carrie, he... my friend Carrie, tweeting, she goes, seeing Bob Odenkirk on a stage <laughs> is so fucked up. I was like, it really is. Um, Jeffrey Wright like... won lead performance at <gasps> Independent yeah. Spirit. I really like last night, like, because I feel like the most applause was for American Fiction, like what. And every time they popped up last night, and I was like, "What if they did win?" Which no, I, like, I actually that would be the, cool. I really think it was like second in ensemble, and I think it was honestly probably second in actor. Yeah, like, I, I think like, I think like the thing with yeah. Sterling K. Brown is like we all love him. I just feel like the performance of the movie is either like Jeffrey Wright or like the ensemble. For like most yeah. people, except me and you, we left our AFI school where you're like Sterling K. Brown, and, and that Jan- was like so and Janelle cool. Riley. Janelle Riley, she also was like, I'm not understanding where his campaign is. And then I was like, I guess he didn't need a campaign. Like we just no, literally, because I was like, oh, that would be like that would be like a dream. I was like, I know it's not gonna happen, <laughs> but like that would be so cool. And then it did happen. I was like, wow. Wait, I'm not tripping. When we saw American Fiction AFI, was when we left went to Sephora, touched up our makeup, and then went to Power Bar before Maestro? Yes. Okay. I don't know why. I was like, that's my memory of American fiction. And we were like, and I was like, Sterling K. Brown. Like, in the a whole world. time. The whole time. We were like, <laughs> literally, we were walking around. I was trying to find um, perfume, and you were like, they lock it up here, Kinsey. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Okay. We were like walking in circles around Sephora, and you were just like, okay, but hear me out. Sterling K. Brown. 
it was just like I don't know I love it. it's like it's like those it's, actors where you like you love them and like sometimes like oh like maybe I love them too much but it's like that would be it was one I of those think, things where I'm like if I could choose a dream it would be that I think because he's so he has like big and intimate moments in the movie so it feels like a really well-rounded and I also just feel like he really hasn't been in enough movies that have had like Oscar conversation like I mean he was on tv for so long and I just feel like all his other films have not really been in this sort of conversation. Yeah, so was like, like it would have seen like Waves would have been the breakout point for film, but I love that it's American fiction. Yeah, we don't talk about Waves. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't talk about it. I guess we can talk about SAG officially. Um, yeah. Lily Gladstone. Definitely. Lily Gladstone. We were there. We were there for her of winning. Um, I mean, last week we got to go to that, um, uh, film independent conversation with her and it was just one of those things, like, I don't know how you can listen to her talk and not reward her. Like, it's not even just her performance. Like, it's just like listening to her talk about her career and like what she puts into researching a role and it's just really exciting. Her speech was so beautiful that I was like, you know, yeah. We're in that same moment of last year where it was the the two Golden Globe winners each split after with a BAFTA and a SAG now. It's like I I just I the SAG being during Oscar voting and then nailing your speech is just so important. Like we uh, saw yeah. last year, not even just with um actress, like we saw it with supporting actress last year, like Jamie Lee Curtis is like a wild card and she got to carry that through by having a great speech. (laughs) Like, I think that Lily just, um, and I also think that this movie feels a little different. Like everybody's comparing it rightfully so to the other two Scorsese films that picked up 10 noms and then like blanked at the Oscars. But this one just feels different because I feel like a lot of people are just like, it would be my number one if Oppenheimer wasn't there. And yeah. I don't think that was the case with, <laughs> I mean, Irish for me, movie. it was the case with the Irishman, but I don't think the the general consensus on the Irishman, and definitely not the general consensus on um, Gangs of New York. No, I agree, because, like, um, I'm not, like, a big The Irishman person, and, like, I wa- like I tried I tried, and so, like, this one is not my favorite, but, like, it just, it definitely does feel so different from like what we've seen from Scorsese like um especially coming off of something like Irishman and then the other biggie of the Wolf of Wall Street like to me it like kind of corrected what I couldn't connect with in um the Irishman and I feel like a lot of people who didn't like the Irishman like this film feels almost like a breath of fresh air from like a legacy filmmaker and I think it really speaks to like Lily's involvement as well as just like the people he was working with and the people he included in his production and just like it's never felt like I don't know because I feel like sometimes with big movies like this it feels very sometimes they like distance themselves a lot from like the audience or just like general consensus and whatever and this one feels like it's been a very active participatory like type of film um and I think it really speaks to like him as a director and his cast and everyone involved with it and just like I think Lily just really is such 
a connecting piece and like giving this film like a heart and a soul that felt like was missing in his uh previous films yeah and I think like you're saying like all the conversation from every single person involved with the film about Scorsese makes me be like oh like this is so different than like anything he's done anything like just like in general that you see like on this budget of like other filmmakers who were not like part of the community of the story they're telling like I don't know it just feels so it's a leading example yeah and I just think that it's really important that Apple every step of the way has been highlighting everyone from the Osage that worked on the film or like even just like leading the conversations really and it's um I don't know. It just feels like there's more of like a like power of the love and like admiration for this film versus like with the Irishman or like Gangs of New York or like it just feels really different that I'm like I do really believe it's like really high up there. <laughs> it's just like one of those years where it's just like it's the wrong year. Like it's yeah. Like it's just like any I really do th- and it happens every year where you're like, "Oh, if this was any other year, like there's always a number two there's always someone so close and it's just like I like I don't think this like is exactly what happened with the Irishman like it's so different because like this real passion behind Killers of yeah. the Moon is so different like from the crafts the acting because like I really do think that like like people I've never like I'm not gonna be sad if Leonardo DiCaprio gets snubbed you know what I mean like I'm like yeah. you're Leonardo DiCaprio but like we were at that conversation with lily they showed a clip and i was like how is leo uh, not nominated like it was i just so good i kind of missed him last night um you know like i, kind I of hope he's at the oscars as her date like i want them to go together <laughs> i just am like i i don't know i was like i'm because like you were saying like i know margot robbie's there i know people Robert Downey Jr like I know that there are people out and about like movie stars it just just feels like a crown jewel is missing and I don't know if it's like Ryan Gosling I need to just step it up and stop hiding in the corner or yeah that's the other thing is I think that like the the movie stars that are there are not like I not that Leo is one of those movie stars who wants to be present but like I just feel like I don't know like Ryan is always hiding yeah I'm like why why do I have to like look you up to see that you're even there literally um <laughs> but we can talk about your your man your number well one I also want to give one last thought on Lily before we move on um because now I'm seeing like this discourse on the internet of people being like like don't do to this the Brendan Fraser vacation of like Lily Gladstone of people like trying to infantilize her by just saying like they're proud of her and like rooting her on and it's like weird because it's like those people are like the people that were a part of the Brendan Fraser campaign and it's like it's just funny it's just funny how things work like that where I'm like I don't think anyone's doing that I think people are just really proud of her in this moment and then like it was really nice to see Emma Stone also excited because I I've always felt that like Emma Stone is more excited for other people than herself of like literally watch um. <laughs> Olivia Coleman's Oscar speech like 
Emma Stone was more excited there than her own. Just like crying. But I'm just like, it's like when we get someone like Lily, it's like even like Michelle last year, even though it wasn't like my favorite of the two performances, it's like interesting how the discourse always like shoves in someone else that like is just not a part of it. And so it's like, yeah, it's nice that like she was happy and all these things. But it's really, it's really nice to see that it's Lily's moment and like not to let things take away from that. Yeah, and I I think it's, like, really, the thing with the conversation about how, like, I I can't even talk about it. Brendan Fraser is, like, I feel like his campaign kind of leaned into it, whereas, like, Lily's campaign is, like, about the history, about her involvement with the movie from the changes that they made on, like, the day of shooting, like, she was, like, literally had that relationship with Scorsese right away of being like I think this would be more effective and like her talking about how um the scene where she finds out after the explosion that her sister died um that like they redid it like they changed she changed it because she was like I think this would be more like of what would happen if this was a real like in the real moment like this is what they would do and like they changed it I'm like that like she wasn't a producer on the film so like yes Emma Stone 100% probably did the exact same thing but she was a producer but like Lily Gladstone like was not a producer she was just an actress on the film and like she really like gave all this input and I think her campaign has really leaned into that and like we're not like making over her like she's a -a make-a-wish kid like it's like a real conversation about like the work that she did and not only how worthy it is but how historical and monumental it would be and it's like that is the difference and confusing yeah. it is just very weird like and like you said it's the same people that did this with brendan fraser so i'm like what are we what are we doing here it's um, also just like last year and this year feel like complete differences because like this year everyone was like like after last night everyone was like oh my god it's like so nice to see like a subtle performance being like you know celebrated and then I was like, but like last year you were arguing that like people should win because they did the most. And so it's like, it's interesting, like on each year, how things like that change of like the most extreme to now people are like, oh, I'm so tired of those type of performances. Like, I'm so happy, like that these are in the, the lead or like the consensus. And I don't know. I'm just like, choose a lane, choose a lane. Literally. Um. So do you want to pivot to your man? Do you want to? <laughs> We don't even have to talk about supporting. Like, it's just... Oh, my God. I Can I say something about Divine Joy Randolph? Like, my thing, if you are nominated for an award, like, dress like you're going to win. Dress like you're excited to win. And, like, no one has done that this season more so than Divine Joy Randolph. Like, like everyone is having a flop at one point, and she constantly is turning looks, turning speeches. And it's like, that is a type of commitment I want from my supporting actress winner, from any winner. Also, I want to applaud her for writing her speech down on a piece of paper, not a phone. Because if I have to look at someone reading a phone, I just instantly like stop. Like I, I get it. Like I paint notes on my phone all the time, but like, it's just, it's like a different thing with a phone. Like, I just feel like you're not, I don't know. Like, you could be getting, especially if you won an award, all these people at home are texting you. Like, sure, their phones are probably not on Do Not Disturb, but what if they're not? Like, there's no way Paul Giamatti knows how to turn his phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, But I, but her commitment to delivering incredible speeches through being very emotional 
is because she writes it down and like I know it's like really like I can't imagine how weird it is to like write a speech in case you don't win but like that's why her speeches have been so great every time and because she doesn't she doesn't like I don't know she's not like overcome like she has something to reference and every speech she's given I've been like you know what she's gonna give an all-timer Oscar speech because it's gonna be like I don't know and I feel like she's tweaked her speeches every time to like the award show and I yeah. really like that like I when they showed the clip of Joaquin's speech from when he won for Joker oh. I was like that was an all-timer speech because it was like about actors like at SAG and it was really cool but like yeah. she's done such a great job of really like like curtailing like her speech to be specific to the award show which like not everybody does um but RDJ like I get it he like I get it like he has a personal connection to Mel Gibson that like I won't speak on but do we need to shout out Mel Gibson I was like um like uh, especially like especially like I'm sorry like you're in Oppenheimer. Why are you shouting out Mel Gibson? Like, I was like, um, um, yeah. you know who did not see the zone of interest? RDJ. Um, I just, uh, it made me really uncomfortable. And like, also his speech was like, I don't know. That was like his, his worst speech to me. Yeah. I like that. He, I like, I like the list of like, I like that he like recognized people that he's worked with because like the you know tone. at one point the tone the to- of it it's always the tone it's like because it's like we know and he knows like his career at one point you know he wasn't you know we know we know the story so it's like it's that aspect that it's like nice like I guess it's kind of like the Brendan Fraser thing but it's the opposite of where he's not crying I I guess I appreciate that he, that he's very honest that he just is like. I want an Oscar and it's my time and I've done all this I've had to do I've been in the mainstay you know? in the industry like yeah he's he's like because I honestly like even when they're showing those clips of like you know like when Seinfeld and stuff or even like I've been watching I don't know why I'm watching like award show clips from like 2011 or whatnot I'm like none of these people that were like the height of the height like the A-listers from that era like none of them are still in the room like no one is in the no one is in that room anymore so that was also interesting and so it's like I applaud him for continuing to be in the room and like do the thing that maybe he's held a grievance since like his first nomination and not winning so I'm like you I I like it when people are honest that like they want to win and I'm like you know what just go ahead it makes like I completely agree like just tell me you want the Oscar and I'm like like I like that aspect I just my I just don't like him is my it's my own issue like I need to get over it so bad um, but killing and Murphy <laughs> let's talk about this listen listen I remember when I was like hey I think he can win I think he's going to win and everyone was like yeah 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 like I think it's Paul Giamatti or even like I think it's Leonardo DiCaprio I remember when people saw Maestro and they said Maestro's winning best picture with Carrie and Bradley and I said you know what I'm holding my ground and people were like maybe he gets in five like they don't know because at that time we're like he's not gonna campaign he wants to stay at home and he has put in the work and I was like, okay, BAFTA, I think he can win even though he's Irish and he hates British people. And I was like, he put that off. 
And then this, I'm like, okay, Zach is very American. Like the parasite one, insane that they did that. And like, they haven't, we haven't even seen them do that since. And it's like, especially as more international actors are in the realm, it's like, okay, let's do it again. So I was like, okay, he's either going to lose to Paul Giamatti and then everyone's going to be like, see, I told you. And everyone, everyone was like talking to me about it as like, oh, like you're so brave. You're so brave that you're that, like, I appreciate your support of like this guy, like as, as the guy in the biggest movie of the year is not going to win. I'm like, okay. Like I get people like the holdovers, but I'm like, no, like, it's truly an amazing performance. And like, I love Paul Giamatti. I love, I love the podcast. I just watched the clip from Big Fat Liar this morning. I'm like, what a film, what a film. And so just to see him win and beat Paul Giamatti and like beat all these people that were like, I don't, all these people that on, I like outside of the timeline and like private conversations were like, I don't think he's going to do it. And like all these things. And then on the timeline, they're like, oh my God, I'm so happy. And everyone's like acting like, they were a part of it and I was like no I was there from the vision of this movie being announced I'm like Christopher Nolan knows how to direct his men that he loves like it would honestly to me it's crazy if if RDJ was the performance winning for this film like because if you read my FYC piece for Killian it's like he really carried everyone and if he could not carry everyone this movie would suck it would just be like the bomb test and then we'd be like you know we'd be done and it just felt really satisfying to see his win and seeing everyone now being like oh my god I'm so proud of him and I was like you were team Paul like let's be honest I um it's just like I agree from like the get it was like I don't it's not the kind of performance they typically go for it's not like, he won't campaign, like, Paul will. But then Killian campaigned. So I was like, if he's campaigning, why are you still doubting him? Because he, the movie rests on his face. Like, like I'm sorry he didn't go to in and out <laughs> like, 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 I'm just like, I, like, it became quite obvious that it was, like, between him and Paul equally. And then it's like, okay, well, now that he went back to Anne Sag, like, it's clear that, like, the Paul thing was just, like, I think, I think that men just really want something to happen for Paul Giamatti for, like, personal reasons. And I'm like, listen, I, if, if his podcast tour, if I got tickets to it, I would go. Like, I would go. But I don't think Paul needs an Oscar. Like, like would, because this is my would thing. Paul come on our podcast? That would be so sick. I would ask him about that instrument that he plays. Like, I I'm would very, love to I'm podcast with Paul Giamatti. Like, also, I'd be like, like, how long did it take to get the blue paint off? Like, what was, what was the method? Like, was it a lemon and- bath? Was it a scrub and, and a lemon bath? What was his skin like after? Does he have side effects still of the commitment to that? And it's also like, this is not an anti-Paul. Like, I would, I love Paul Giamatti, but I'm just like, can we be honest? Like, the biggest film of, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's a comparison unless it's like Titanic, but it's like Leo wasn't like a person yet <laughs> for people to know. So it's like it's like, okay, the biggest movie of the year. And like I guess you could say the same thing with Barbie if like hypothetically, like what if Ryan Gosling was sweeping and then you're like, hmm, 
but it's like a film that really centers around one performance and like follows this person is really I don't know it would just be weird to me if it like didn't win and I think that the campaign I think him campaigning really made the difference because it's like like you said like we don't really see that many subtle performances I think like the last one was probably like Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea and like watching Oppenheimer I was like oh this is Manchester by the Sea level acting and like I would love to see you know that being celebrated especially after like the win of last year where I'm like really this is the route we're going I just think that like the last like you said the last really subtle one was Casey Affleck and like he it's just like Killian hasn't been in the conversation before and like but it's like the thing is he's been there like he's not some like newbie it's just like yeah he literally just hasn't been given this type of role in an American production to play like this and I think that it was like the second he he showed up to one event we should have been like game over because like I get it also that Hitcher doesn't always have like have a strong correlation to lead actor but like you're telling me that the whale one picture or one actor because like like no it wasn't nominated for picture I get it but like it was because he campaigned and it was like a like a a movie where the performance like relied like it relied on his performance and it's like it was a Oppen- crying world tour <laughs> and Oppenheimer <laughs> it relies on Killian's performance and he campaigned. And it's winning Best Picture and Director and Score and Supporting Act. I'm like, it makes sense he's going to win because, like, what is the need? It's Paul Giamatti is young. He has decades of podcasting ahead of him. He's well, gonna... because they also just announced him and Alexander Payne are doing another movie together. So it's They'll like... give him the Oscar for that one. Like, I don't, I'm, like, I'm just like, why? We... Paul is not, like, 97 years old and like there's like this like if we don't give him the Oscar now he's not gonna make it like they're like and it's also like whenever we see actors from that viewpoint I'm like I do understand because that's like you have a performance like Tar where I'm like she could probably top that but I'm like her next movie looks bad and Todd Field's never gonna come out from the shadows again if we're gonna have that conversation (laughs) let's we're gonna We'll have it later about Zone of Interest. Um, but it's like Alexander Payne is coming back with Mr. Paul Giamatti and he's young. Like, I'm sure their next movie will be even like maybe the same or better than The Holdovers. I don't think The Holdovers is like a once in a lifetime exactly thing. Like, I'm sure we'll see. That's how I feel about poor things too. It's like, we're going to get so many versions of that, like post this movie. Um, but I'm, like, also just, like, the image of Killian and Chris holding their Oscars together. Like, they've been in this since 2004 together. Like, that is so cute. And I love when... I can't think of, like, the last actor-director combo that, like, you kind of see hitting the road. Because I always feel like it's reserved for, like, the women and their director. I mean, of course, like, Austin and Baz last year but like people that were like nominated together and I also just love like seeing their friendship on the campaign and like seeing how much it means for Christopher Nolan like since Heath Ledger to like direct an actor to an Oscar and also have this really intimate personal relationship with them it's just it just feels all like the stars are aligning 
And I feel like that's just much more of an interesting narrative than just like, oh man, Paul Giamatti didn't get it for sideways. Um, I just realized they're going to have his and her Oscar. Oh my gosh, I love them. It's so funny because like he'll literally have his and her Oscar with his wife, the iconic uh, Emma. But it's just funny because I'm like, that's hilarious. But yeah, it's like with his wife and his girlfriend. Exactly. The wife and the mistress Oscaring it up. I I just think like it's so funny. Like, like, I don't know. The campaign has been so weird around Paul. Or not campaign, just like the way that men are pushing it. And I'm just like, I get it. Like he is good in it. But I'm like, I just it's just like you're saying, like it's not a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And like Oppenheimer is. Like it, like, I do think Killian will give us like a million more great performances. But, like, the scale of the movie, the scale of the performance, the timing of it all, the way it all worked out, like, it's not going to happen again. So I'm like, why are we not, like, of course he's winning. Like, I don't know. I just feel like people are too shocked and not like, oh, makes sense. Like, and I'm like, I don't care if you weren't, like, you, I don't care if you were waiting for SAG to confirm it. But, like, I care if you're acting like it's, like, a fucking shock. Like, if you're like, holy, (laughs) like, I'm like, who are you? Like, get like no, i don't know really. like it kind of reminds know. me of like obviously like paul j Motti is not glenn close but like it kind of it does me remind of me of that yeah. where it's like even like olivia coleman like her she was in the in the industry for a while and like her career just started when she was like turned 40 or like whatever how old she was when she won and it's like now she's having like this big moment and like delivering there's no better consistent actor than Olivia Coleman. Even if the movie sucks, she is fantastic. But it kind of reminds me of that, where I was like, people, the way that people were talking about them, and I was like, but like, why can't it be Olivia Coleman? And here I'm like, why couldn't it be Killian Murphy? And obviously, like, even the favorite had like 14 nominations or something. It lost everything but her, but it was like, let's even put in the numbers of like why this makes sense and it's like obviously you do have someone like Brendan Fraser who a film only has two nominations and you win and like I think Glenn Close was the only nominee three, for his wife three oh I had three oh my gosh I forgot about her I wait did, um, it did I forgot that it didn't get adapted screenplay because Top Gun Maverick did um but it's just kind of like that where it's like weird of how people will write off like an actor when it's like all the stats are there and it's like I don't know even like Olivia Coleman didn't even campaign she went to two things and then one and so it's like that is I admire that and then you have people like Renee Zellweger who goes to everything and then leaves the industry after winning so it's like there's different ways to like really campaign yourself and I feel like the Oppenheimer people and it's funny that Oppenheimer and uh, Holdovers are both under the same umbrella and like just obviously like Universal has unlimited money. Um, but just like the campaigning has been so spot on of making sure that they're still making sure that everyone has seen this movie and it's almost a year till it came out and it's still in theaters. And so I think it's just been a really smart approach to play on the relationships um for this movie it's just like i don't know like the holdovers is cute but like what lasting impact is it going to have dominic but these men of oh, dominic sessa who just revealed that he has a tattoo of a treehouse on his abdomen breaking news i love that you said abdomen <laughs> breaking news 
the Dominic Sessa's girls um that's where I would if that was like if he was nominated then I would be like oh yeah the holdovers but he was not so. yeah at least <laughs> uh, at least the editing got in yeah so I need I need the the men the Paul Giamatti men to Paul's, stop Paul's, because Paul's Paul's, Paul's, Paul's. Paul's because <laughs> Because they were also on the Bradley Cooper campaign, and like they were trying to talk me Wait, off the cliff we, for being we, like, "Let's let's pour one out for the Mini Coopers." I should play that Sarah McLaughlin song. Um, it's just so. You sad. know what? If that was at a studio, I let's think that would be talk about. Let's talk about how he came out for Miss Barbara Streisand, and it was so good because he loves her. So yeah, there was so like good. real passion and like in his delivery and like I could see him like reading the cue card and was like I'm not reading that and he like changed the squinting because <laughs> he was like you really want me to say that and I'm like are your glasses the wrong prescription like what is everyone they... was like squ- everyone was squinting was, like, I feel like the lighting the it was probably really far and then probably really shitty lighting because the lighting was weird with all those fixed like fixture yeah like but it was it's just been interesting how people are like Paul Giamatti then Maestro comes out and like oh no there's no denying it's Maestro and I was just like I feel like it was neither and so it was just interesting of people like wanting to throw every single iteration and not Except accept that it Killian. was Killian <laughs> and it's it's not like he was in like this, this random movie that no one had heard of it would be if it was like that I'd be like yeah like Maybe it's a one in a billion chance, but it was like the fact that like people just kept throwing all these people because it's like, oh, they're legacy, they're established, they're overdue for something. And it's like, I understand that. And I understand that's probably how voters of like 2005 thought. But I that's think what I like, was thinking <laughs> it's is a like, different academy that's like, growing. Killer um, Broadley's entire campaign from the moment he was allowed to campaign felt very like reminiscent of like, 2006 like I was like yeah. I don't I don't know like it just never felt like it was gonna be a yeah. modern kind of campaign like it felt very I don't know but um yeah I'm really sad for him I mean I think I think he'll there. come back he'll come back that's what it's like I'm not like that upset because I'm like he'll get one eventually like whether it's an honorary or not um I think it just was the studio that like I wish I think it should have been a theatrical um thing like if Paramount had it or something I'm trying to think who would be the best I honestly feel like maybe Warner Apple Brothers. no I honestly or Warner, feel Brothers. Like Warner Brothers which yeah, is funny I feel like I feel like if it went that way, like, then it would be, like, a real... Because it was, like, the way that I felt like they were trying to do it was, like, oh, it's, like, a callback to, like, the golden age of, you know, because the first part of the movie is that. And I feel like it would have been such a great addition for Warner Brothers because they're such... um, I feel like they really boost, like, you know, TCM and, like, that type of thing. And it would have felt like that return to theaters type of energy or return to filmmaking. And I think like that would have been a cool approach to it versus like whatever. It's not a streaming movie. It's just weird because like that, like my husband saw um uh Maestro in a theater, but he watched Killers of the Flower Moon at home. And I'm like, <laughs> um but it's just like you I couldn't, but he was like, I figured the sound for Maestro would have been better in a theater. And I'm like, well, that sucks that not that many people 
got that opportunity yeah. and like um if you think about it like the amc like we're featuring all the best picture nominees and i'm like no you're not like it literally <laughs> left off maestro and yeah. it's just like also i just like have to say um i don't judge people for their best picture rankings but when people rank best picture and it's like maestro 10 and zone of interest 9 i i don't watch the rest of their ranking I, yeah, even like I was like, oh, I should do a ranking, but I'm like, I don't know how I would rank these. <laughs> I have mine ranked. Poor things, poor things. Ten. Um, Barbie's uh, somewhere. Wow, my ranking is ten holdovers, nine American fiction, eight killers of the flower moon, seven poor things, six because I think five Oppie. Four Barbie, three Anatomy, two Past Lives, one Zone of Interest. I think if like Warner Brothers distributed it and they like really leaned into how bold, like it would have been a really cool campaign if they leaned into how bold it was. And I feel like they never really did that for Netflix. And it, they were just, it was just kind of, they just went on like, oh, it's prestige. It's like all these things. And I just feel like you have to lean into the absurdities of it and like, have people embrace that and embrace those quiet moments and it just felt like the congruency of distributor and film were never there like now I'm like I wish it was Warner Brothers because that would have been something to watch yeah um but to all the people that were telling me I was so brave (laughs) look where we are now look where we are now um and that is my closing uh, argument (laughs) (laughs) um because the BAFTAs have an overlap in every category for acting minus lead actress at SAG what do we think it comes down to between Emma and Lily because when they haven't gone four for four like BAFTA and SAG Basically, 10 out of 12 times, SAG has gone 4 for 4 with the Oscars. BAFTA, 7 of 12 for 4 for 4. So, the stock lies heavier with SAG for Lily. And I do feel like Four Things has definitely been more embraced on a European level versus America. I mean, like it has been embraced really heavily here too, but it's like, it's interesting that killers wasn't because like European people have such a weird fetishization with the American West. Yeah. And you would think you would think that that would play to them, but I guess not. Um, I I guess they moved on. I just am like, it just really feels really similar to Michelle's win last year, where it was just like the speech came at the height of voting for the Oscar. It was like a movie, like everything everywhere obviously went on to win Best Picture, but I feel like Killers is higher up than people think it is. So it's like neck and neck with, I think it's like honestly above poor things because I don't think, I think Killers, a lot of people will rank it higher in the middle, but I think like poor things will have like some people who rank it like last yeah because i'm like if the favorite couldn't do it like can yeah, exactly. things do it it's like my like and, and i think like i do like like i, I feel I like, like the Emma favorite Stones. i feel like the favorite is just like more accessible and like 
But the thing is, like, Poor Things is flashier. So that's why it's, like, dominating in production design, costume design, cinematography. Like, like the visual effects win at BAFTA to recognize (laughs) its um, visuals. Uh, But I just think that, like, I think people will be like, oh, Poor Things is winning all these other places. Like, I don't think everybody thinks like this when they vote, but I do think some people, especially like now that we have 10 Best Picture nominees, like there is some thought to like, where are we rewarding this movie? And like, I think about it a lot with The Favorite, like we really thought it was going to go home empty handed until Olivia won. And it was like, I don't know. I feel like Poor Things isn't as big as The Favorite was, which is weird because it's like winning more things. I just feel like The Favorite felt more like, I don't know, like it was like like, people outside of the film community discovering Yorgos Lanthimos. It was like, I don't know. It just felt like this really big moment, whereas Poor Things doesn't have that like momentum feeling behind it, even though I I, do understand it's winning like all these other things. I just feel like I don't know. It doesn't feel the same way that the favorite did to me. But it doesn't feel like there's a passion behind it as much. Like even with like there's a passion behind Olivia Coleman. Yeah. And she didn't have to do anything. And, and like this one is like I don't know. Like I just have never felt it with Emma Stone this season. Like I understand I just feel like what it maybe... means for her. But I feel it with Lily. I just but I'm also feel like why not like... Sandra? Literally, why not, Sandra? I just feel like, um, like, it just, I don't know. There, it's And it's nothing against her. Like, I actually really love Emma's performance. And I think she'd be a great winner. It's just, like, I think that Lily Gladstone's win is, like, it would just be, like, one of my favorite lead actress winners ever honestly like especially like in modern history like it's just it's like we were talking about Killian it's just like not what I feel like we we see them go for all the time like it's more internal it's more subtle and like her talking about all the decisions of like how to play it like so stoic with like callbacks to like the community specifically and like just like the way that like women and this and I like she was talking about like go through like you know, like sometimes it's better to just not interact. And she was like, that was something like we had to really talk about when they were like writing the screenplay. And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels so important. And then like the stature of her being um, a Native American woman. It's just like, there are so many aspects to it where I'm just like, it just doesn't have the same feeling behind Emma Stone's. Not that we're voting based on, not that we're, I mean, we're not voting in general, but (laughs) like, not that we're rewarding for that. It just feels really different. And I just, um, I don't know. I I will say what I like about, um, what's it called? Noticing with uh, Lily and Devine, I like how like for both of them, like they're working with like legacy filmmakers and then they're both like, this needs to be changed about our characters or like this. Like I like to also see there's that collaboration. Um, yeah. I couldn't imagine like, imagine you're on like a Martin Scorsese set and you're like, this is wrong. Like, <laughs> like let's change this or let's try this framing or this thing. And I guess like probably like, like we said in the stone probably had to do that a lot with poor things because of that script um but i don't know because it's like it sucks that you know it does come down like realistically 
like there the narrative is such a big part of it of like more more than just your performance and like I just haven't felt that connection with Emma Stone like she talks about the character so lovingly and I appreciate that but I just there hasn't been anything like past that and it it does suck that like you have to have an additional layer but you watch something like Killers and you're like that couldn't have come together how it did without Lily Gladstone and what she brought to that and also like going head to head with like Leonardo DiCaprio and just like the whole process behind that film it just it just feels like a really special moment oh my god I just read that Lily Gladstone's earrings were made by someone from uh Tulsa Oklahoma that she wore the SAG awards that is so cool um somebody I retweeted it like you can literally buy them on Etsy like so, not the specific ones but we just, need like, them yeah Amazing. someone just made a compilation of all the times that killian murphy was done with the red carpet <laughs> that's amazing um i would just like would implore people to be like aware of how you pronounce people's names oh my gosh cillian cillian so someone cillian. called a mother last night <laughs> crazy so silly um but so i mean the last time bafta was the one who won out of, like, if it differed from SAG and BAFTA for actress, it was Frances McDormand. Um, and before that, Olivia Coleman. So it'll be really interesting because I think it's, like, kind of the same thing, like, um, I was thinking about it, like, it just feels like Lily, you know, like, you hear her speak and it's just so it changes like your perception of if you like even if you don't like the movie like I just feel like she's just like it's so important to have her speak on such a platform like at SAG like her speech is really going to make a huge difference in um her campaign for that Oscar in these final days I'm very excited I'm so excited it's a race though like everything else is so boring that I'm like you know I'm excited that we have something as crazy as lead actress where like sure it's down to two people but it's like it's gonna be so exciting to like not maybe it's Sandra (laughs) when they open it and it's a net (laughs) (laughs) it's just so Nyad 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 wins both its Oscars Jodie Foster, iconic. Um, when the camera cut to her and she was like, "What did she say?" I was like, "That's me. That's me anywhere." I'm like, "What? What?" <laughs> I was like, "This is so funny." Okay, last night, did you feel like, like it felt like when they were cutting to people who lost? Like you could, I don't know, like uh, maybe there was just something in the air, but it felt like people were like upset that they didn't win, or like oh, it just felt Jason- like people were uncomfortable. Jason Sudeikis like, looked so <laughs> upset and then like Bradley Cooper looked a little sad but yeah. I also like, Tony Shalhoub looked mad I'm like okay let winning. me tell you let no <laughs> let me tell you about the Tony Shalhoub thing so if you listen to Little Gold Men he talked about how the, they had to turn people away from multiple SAG events for oh Tony gosh. Shalhoub and he was like I really think there's momentum and then I listened to an interview or I was listening to a podcast that like was bookend with an interview with him and he was talking about like 
it was so nice going to all these SAG events and people lining up for him. And I was like, oh, like maybe there, maybe there's a chance of that. And then I was like, against Steven Yun? Like, yeah. Like, because when I realized what category he was in, I was like, yeah, yeah. right, man. Like, well, also, when they were going through the thing, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it's him because he always wins when you're yeah. like, he's not winning. And then Steven Yun came up. I was like, oh, no, it's beef. Yeah. Like, I was like, sorry, man. Like, sorry. Like, but I wonder if he listened to all those podcasts where they were like predicting him and he was like, yeah, oh, like it was just like people like people that didn't win, like maybe the camera was in their way or maybe they were like uncomfortable. Yeah, I was but, like, also they wondering... looked visibly ups- yeah. not upset, but like, I don't know, like how many screen grabs do I need from each event of Bradley Cooper losing? Also, I don't like, need any of them. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I think because I noticed it with Killian, too. I'm like, I think sometimes like people whose eyes are just so blue, they kind of always look like. Yeah, they're like, in pain. Yeah. And I'm like, I think like we're not meant to see their eyes like that, but they're just so blue that like. We're... Yeah. But no, the, just... Ted Lasso, the Ted Lasso people were so funny. But and I love they got, their tracksuits. They were their tracksuits and then they all got like obliterated at the party. Of, like, I, I was like, that's I how you that. lose. That's how you, that's how you like. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of the show, but I was like, I love that. And I love that's how um, you go out. Yeah. Like if you your know? final season, like, hell yeah. I love the tracksuit so much. I was like, that's that tracksuits so cool. were so good. So cool. So, I was like, so why cool. can't the succession people do that? Like, come on. We know why. Cause there, there's like, you know how there's the often homies chat. There's definitely yeah. a succession chat that doesn't have. Um, why can't I think of his name? Nicholas Braun. You know, oh she's gosh. not in the chat. Um, but I love seeing Alexander Skarsgård back. Yeah, I, was like, I love that they yes. lost their leading actors. But well, one. somebody pointed out to me that they have never won any individual acting. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, because I was like, what? And then I was like, that makes sense. Like that they just don't go for it. Um, yeah, and it is like a true ensemble show. Like it really yeah. is. Like. And also, I was really excited for Elizabeth Debicki. Like, I didn't like oh my God, yes. of the crown, but she's great in it. So, um, and so her good. her her reaction was amazing. Um, that's why that's what we love about award shows when people don't know that they're winning. They're it's like, also let's like, do some, I like let's do something like, crazy. A, like like Pedro Pascal's reaction, his speech. I was like, you know what? Like everyone bullying this man because what he's in everything. Like we're mad that he's in everything because everyone was obsessed <laughs> with him. Um, but his speech, I was like, this is this is why we watch award shows. Like this is, yeah. like I don't know him like going up there. Like I'm so drunk. I was like, hell yeah, and like the pirate shirt, absolutely. Oh my loved. gosh. And then also- him just being like. This means so much to me. Like, I literally, like, I'm like, I need people to be, the, like, more upfront that they're emotional about winning an award. Like, yeah. stop acting like, I don't know, like, div- I think about, like, Divine's um, Baptist speech. She was really emotional. And she, like, literally was like, Paul, every time I say your name, I cry. And I was like, that's what makes me like people. Like, yeah, I want to feel like. I don't know and like Killian looked nervous and I was like you know like that's what we're missing when you have people yeah. like I don't know I feel like some people just get on such paths and they just like lose that like emotion in it it's like um I think about it a lot I went to a Q&A for um uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it was at the Dome 
And when Leo came out, he like looked up at the ceiling. And then like when he sat down, he just kept looking up and he was like, this place is just so beautiful. And he's like, I love being here. And I was like, you never see people of that level of fame, like amazed. And I'm like, I get it. I think they've gone through award season multiple times, but it's like, there's something to be said about like, Pedro Pascal's so famous to where people are turning on him for no reason other than he's famous. And I'm like, seeing him so excited, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, do whatever you want. I'm not going to see... What is he? In the... Oh, Fantastic Four. I'm not going to see it. But, like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like, wait, wait. Wh- what about um the guy from The Bear that lost? I think he was crying. Like, that lost to Jer- Jeremy. I think he was crying. I couldn't tell if he was crying because he was upset or that, like, Jeremy won. But I was like... I was like, I was like oh, it's that. Is he the... Is he the one that's in um, Fantastic Four? Yeah. I was watching something and his interview like auto-played after on um, Jimmy Kimmel. And I was like, why does he seem so angry at Jimmy Kimmel? And then I was like, I just think that's the way he operates. Because I was like, his answers are so kind and like genuine. I was like, he was yeah. like a really, like, because I've never, I haven't seen the bear. But I was like, oh, like, I think he just has this weird, like, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, there are some people I'm like, they're not used to the camera being on them all the time. Like, I would be the worst person at an award show. Like, the worst person. Like, when you sent us um, the Getty images of us at Maestro, I was like, why do I look so, (laughs) I was like, I look so angry. But I was like, because I did not realize my photo was The Getty images? The Getty images of me just like. That was the day I was really tired, and then we went to the spot. The spot. I'm um, also just thinking about back when we saw Maestro at AFI, and everyone around us was like, they're winning. And then now it's like... Remember how I was it? like, you really think they're both winning? And they were like, yeah. Everyone okay. was like, everyone was like, that's it. Like, the thing is over. And I was like, I understand. Again, I understand that this was You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Everybody did this to me with Elvis last year. They were like, sound is over. Caution design is over. And then you know what Elvis won? Nothing. Um, you know. Oppenheimer loses every category. Okay. Can I just make a plea for Oppenheimer to give up one category? I think it'll give it up. I, I also feel like it hasn't been doing well in that category. So we're talking about sound. Um, I just, because I wrote today, dropped, um, an FYC for, um, Jonathan Glazer for director and working on Babe, wake up, new FYC just dropped. (laughs) (laughs) I, but so I've been like researching a lot about the sound. Jillian interviewed Johnny Byrne, the sound designer. Um, but I just. I, but the thing is, I do think the sound work is so incredible in Oppenheimer. And I'm not saying, like, spread the wealth, stop winning. I'm just, like, the sound in the zone of interest is just so unlike, like, literally anything that I, like, that's ever come before that's not, like, I, I don't know, even know how to begin to explain it. And it's just, I don't know, I really... I don't just like one Oscar like I'm so sorry just one Oscar and also I was thinking about it let's say zone of interest does win sound so it wins like sound and international future I was like damn Jonathan Glazer still goes home empty-handed 
That's my thing is when is this ever going to happen again for Jonathan Glazer? He's going to go disappear for 13 years. And you think the next movie he's going to (laughs) make is going to be at the Oscars? No, it's going to be. I just, I just am begging for zone of interest sound to be recognized. I did beg for Jonathan Glazer and director to be recognized but i prefaced it with i know this was chris nolan's oscar but hear me out but like (laughs) i just i don't know i think the zone of interest is just like a once in a lifetime kind of movie and i think that so many people have said like they left it and they were like well we never need another holocaust film again just by just they're not saying we actually don't just like that this movie just it's it'll never be topped and um storytelling on the holocaust and it's like i just i don't want it to only win international feature especially because that award doesn't even go to anyone from the film so i'm like i just want something and like johnny was such a great interview for you and like i it's like one of my favorite interviews we have on the site like it's just really like that whole team has been so i don't know like every time they have an opportunity to speak they like speak to how the film plays to the larger moment going on versus just telling history. And I think, and I'm like Jonathan Glazer said so many times, that like, that's why like it didn't matter how long it took him to make, because it was always going to be relevant to something going on because like, yeah, that's the point of the movie is that like, we didn't like people don't do anything. <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know. I just like, I want some sort of, recognition outside of international feature just because it's like I don't know also it's like so sad international feature because I'm like I really would love Society of the Snow to win something I know they're all so <laughs> nice and I'm like they're, make hair and makeup I don't know I'm like something the the um Leia interviewed the makeup team and it's on the site now and they sent us all these pictures and Jillian sent them to me so I could Put them on the site and um, so her, sub- her subject was like these are going to scar you for life or so it was like so funny it was like warning war the um, leg like- the like cannibalism leg but i'm just like that movie it's uh, it's such an interesting balance of like great performances the writing is so great the cinematography is so great i think the sound is incredible the score that wasn't nominated is so fucking good. It's so good. Um, But Um, I think there's something to be said about like the respect that was told with that movie while still being a visceral experience. Like it balances this really interesting line and it's just like really upsetting. Like I, that's the thing with international features. I'm like, that's the one category where, I mean, minus this year, there's like one I'm not a fan of, but like every year I'm like, I just want all of them to win. But like, it's always like the one category that I'm like, (gasps) Like, and I am, it's so hard because I'm like, like, I actually really like the teacher's lounge minus the ending. Like, I, it's just like, I don't know, like, it's hard. It's yeah, perfect days. Those are always like the films that I'm like, I would love them to be nominated in other categories so you can spread the wealth. Yeah, (laughs) Like, those are the films I want to spread the wealth on. Yeah, it's never the best picture nominees. I wish perfect days could win an oscar because that they're like the international films are always so like timely and timeless and they just capture like a large and i think you know that's what international stuff always shows us like they just capture something that i never feel our domestic films do and i'm like that's why it's like when you get something like 
Oppenheimer that you can like apply to like a larger framework of the world. It's like fascinating or like everything ever all at once um, or like even like, and then obviously like Parasite. But I just like the international category just like they always deliver. And it's just sad that like they can't all have an Oscar. And then I also wanted to give a final plea for Barbie in production design. Um, I think the ship has sailed on production design for it, but I just really love it. And like I was looking through all these behind the scenes images of Barbie and just like, I don't know, like I know so much of it is green screen, but like so much of it is practical. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. And it's also just like, for like all of like the people who grew up with Barbies it's just like crazy she brought they brought it to life and I'm gonna be sad if Barbie only went song which is well apparently to the people on Twitter it's very easy to make a Barbie dream house to exact human scale listen when they were talking about like oh we had to like look at their height and then like see how tall they would be and like we wanted them to look bit too big for the set I was like Oh my god, like I was that is so crazy. Well, it's also like, um, who was it? I feel like it was like Christian Bale and like another one of those actors that did like a Marvel movie or a superhero movie talking about like the green screen and how like how, how hard it is to get in like the characters and whatnot. And then it's like you have something like Barbie that like solves that problem by being so practical, and that's how you get like that's how you get Ryan Gosling doing that performance like I don't think he would have done that if they were just standing in front no I think Margot actually talked about that that she like walked on set and it was easier yeah and it's Barbie it's like I feel like sometimes we take that for granted yeah that's a really good point thanks because like you see all these actors that are like it's so hard for me when you know they want to do something that is like fantasy or or whatnot and it's like it's not a real place (laughs) it's just deeply upsetting that i'm worried can can i also say that like last night and i feel like at every award show they keep like and they're talking about the oscars and they keep phrasing like all these events as like the standoff between like barbie and oppenheimer and i'm like i understand the context but it's like barbie is not winning anything well okay that's what i was gonna ask is because like i'm like (laughs) Like, can we stop (laughs) like what has barbie one that we're acting like i don't know i'm just like what because even in the screenplay category like maybe i'm being crazy but i'm like i don't think either of them are winning the one category like that one category that is like the face-off for them i just am failing to understand like we like like i get it like barbenheimer but i'm like it's never been like there's never been any proof of that like i i don't know i don't know it's it's interesting, it's interesting. i'm just <laughs> they, like they i found think... that last night and i was like these people obviously just well that they was don't know the last <laughs> place that i really thought like barbie could pull off any win i mean pga is as we're recording so but it's can like I, that's definitely can I, Oppenheimer imagine it's say, like imagine a zone of interest like can you imagine the zone of Barbenheimer can I say I think it was the reaction to them being quote-unquote snubbed that probably put the nail in the coffin of people turning on 
the movie. Which is crazy, which is crazy because of both Greta and Margot's response to it. So I'm just like, we were nominated and it was just like, because even when I tweeted out about the production design, like people came after me and I was like, I thought we were like, it's not even my favorite movie, but I think it's pretty deserving of something. And it's just like interesting how fast that people have turned on that and i don't know if it was because of that snub but it's also like they never have taken up any space like they want a fake award at the golden globes and what else um best comedy at critics choice best comedy but it's like i don't know it was just the bafta showed me that like that never translated well and even like last night i was like is something gonna happen for them i think it's sag and nothing did yeah exactly um so i guess like poor things just takes over us the leading film on female liberation of the year that's like when i tweeted like i was sad that um greta gerwig and celine song missed someone was like some like reply guy with two followers replied to me and was like well yorgos got in and his film i was like are you fucking serious (laughs) like you know i will say reply guys never change like never change like well also like people now i'm so sorry people now are like they're like oh like i'm so happy for killian but i really would have loved like paul giamatti it was a solid performance i'm like this isn't best solid performance this is not best mediocre like what do you mean you're you like that's the thing too with like his whole thing is like it's just no one is saying it no one is like being a villain against Paul Giamatti it's just like we've seen him do this I'm sorry Sideways did not win or was nominated or whatever happened there like he's gonna be in another Alexander Payne movie like it's not one of those it's not one of those years where it's like oh these two performances are so good I can't pick up like which one you know and I'm just like we need to stop doing that to all these categories because some of them are not on the same level and like you know like it's just weird it's just you know I, I i it's like i get it when people are like i love emma stone i love her performance i love lily gladstone's performance but like paul i'm like it's not that serious like i don't know no that's where i'm like they're like oh my god he's so overdue and we've had this conversation like what does overdue mean to you yeah like my that's what like i mean it's like killian is like overdue for like the industry recognition but i'm like is he overdue for an oscar no no like i don't think he's ever had the source material for that like no and he's a great actor he's always good but it's like he's never like had this position like if we're gonna overdue about any fucking actor in this category it's probably (laughs) bradley cooper like yeah it's just like what does it mean to people it's like the same thing as like snub and like i get it snub you could you can say the word snub is like an opinion term like because i mean all of this is subjective to what we think personally yeah but the thing is if you're talking about overdue like sure paul giamatti should have had some momentum for sideways do I Has think won- that was a once in a lifetime performance? <laughs> no, because personally, I think he did it again in the holdovers, but this time with a contact and some BO. Like, um, actually, I just want to clarify the contact he did wear, the BO was written. Actually, do you think he like put on something that's that smelled? I don't know. I kind of asked really Dominic. You should have asked Dominic. Like, did he? Because, like, I think I think that would have been really a deal funny. breaker. 
I would have been like, I'm not going to show up on set. I would have been like, you know what? Maybe you deserve it for having to embark on the humiliation of smelling. Did he want anything for billions? Is he overdue at the Emmys? Like, <laughs> I don't think billions deserve to be at the You know Emmys. who's overdue? Bob Odenkirk. Get him a role. Get him somewhere. Who would he... If, if he they was had a, him on that if he was an off, last night... If he was an up and homie, who would he be? Oh, he would have been so good. He could have been Matthew Modin's character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who would you put him as? I don't know. Um, also, just like the the um, jump scares of like all the you know what you know what he could have been Matt Damon's character. Wait, there was someone that I'm like this could have been Matt Damon, and I can't remember. I was like, this is Matt the Matt Damon alternative, and I can't remember the actor. But I was like, were they not available? But he also could have been General Groves. Would have been so- okay. Can I also add one last thing about the poor things debacle compared to the favorite? I feel like if the if the poor thing stuff was really that insane or like passionate, like the favorite, I think both supporting actors would have gotten in, like they did in the favorite. That's true. That's a very good point. Sterling K. Brown got in for like five seconds and did what he needed to do with his time and so it's like if people really love that movie wouldn't you put in both performers who are also like prior oscar nominees and like the response to him to full last night it was quite delicious as you would delicious. say as devious. Would say. the right. best the best wigs best wigs best wig and Oh, I'm also like final plea. Like, how do you watch a maestro and not like hate the movie? How do you not give it best makeup? I like I don't understand. I I don't know what was in the bath water, but that was one of the most like sometimes you watch something and you're like, I can't believe they did that, or like that's so bath or that's so that voting body. But like, how do you go from like Again, it's like that idea of like, is it this year we're like, oh, subtlety? And it's like, because last year they did the whale and they felt that was too much. And I was like, how do you just go like, no, we're just going to go with these wigs? It's just like, they would have nominated Willem Dafoe, right? If it was going to win? Yeah, I feel like you like, you nominate the person from the makeup that like counters it or you just or i mean if it's like sometimes you have that one offer like a movie where nothing gets nominated but makeup because it's a makeup movie but like it's just weird it's weird to me yeah i kazu's work is just so so fucking impressive and i like the like the arms the neck the arms like the hair on the arms like it's all of the movement with the makeup yeah like it doesn't feel and like him talking about it like we went to a conversation with him and i'm sure he's repeated this at so many but like they did a test and bradley was like i feel like i'm wearing it versus like i feel like i'm just like acting and they like redid it like multiple times till they got it like the way that we see it and i just think that's really like speaks volumes like his work of like he doesn't make it to where it's like like fake like it's it's yeah. like livable breathable like he treats it like a person so Did poor things when make anything at the makeup guild i don't remember let me check because i know maestro did 
Well, I remember just because um, Jazz was tagging me <laughs> in the maestro wins, so I knew. Um, is there a best wigs category? Why is this happening? Why can't I just find, like, I don't know. I don't understand. I can't even find it on here. No, Saltburn and Maestro. Ooh. Also, like, I love that Saltburn slept guilds and nothing at the Oscars. Oh my gosh, also hilarious. Best period hairstyling went to Barbie. Um, I'm I'm like this. Four Things fool? wasn't even nominated for hairstyling because it was simply a wig. Wig. <laughs> the one I'm like, wig dude, that I really I wish my hair looked like that. Like I won't lie. Like that's my dream hair: long, black, and like mostly straight. Um, I'm like, do no, the whole pull? the whole Saltburn thing really upsets me because I think it's like it's the same thing you were say just saying about Maestro. It's like. You can not like a movie. It's totally fine. But, like, if it's worthy of its technical elements being nominated, like, there's nobody who watched Saltburn who were like, this movie is ugly. It doesn't deserve cinematography. Or, like, this movie yeah. is, like, not properly styled. Like, it doesn't deserve production design. Like, oh. Like, and I get it. Like, contemporary makeup doesn't ever really get in. But, like, I don't know. Like, her talking about, like, having crusty spray tans because spray tans weren't properly created by then for like us to do at home or like um like the chipped nail polish because like she wasn't going anywhere to get her nails done she also didn't care and was like chewing her nails like i'm just like that's like such attention and a detail that like there's no way it didn't deserve to be recognized i love getting fired up about salt burn um almost in march in my <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like crazy they're like they were everywhere and now they're not so next week we'll be doing our final Oscar predictions. I am very excited. And I also hope that on our next podcast, you'll have gone to Arrakis. Um, well, you'll go to space tomorrow. Going to space. With uh, oh. Paul Dano. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Talk about a jump scare. <laughs> he's really scary looking like it's a really scary spider i just spider. can't get over how he was not the supporting performance nominated in the people wins it's so funny it's so funny <laughs> um but before we sign off um not only should you tell everyone where they can find you but give your other than Killian, what Oscar win you're potentially the most excited for? Um, you can find me at Jillian Chili on Letterboxd and Twitter and off screen with Jillian on TikTok, which I am active again on. So Yay. please follow. Some a lot of thoughts coming through every day. Um and which one am I excited for? Other than Killian, like potential win that you're like, hell yeah. I think I'm excited for um, Jen Lame to win Best Editing because in the past 24 years, only two women have won the editing Oscar and one of them won twice. So it's three, but it's really two. And someone was like trying to tell me that like editing is a heavily populated female category. And I looked it up and it was not. 
but I think it would just be really nice for that representation behind the screen and just she did a phenomenal job with like making that movie what it was with her relationship with Chris and like a, a three-hour movie you can watch eight times in saying it should not be a thing and I think she did it perfectly I agree she it's such great editing and I really like tells the story also so. yeah um you can follow me at kins venunu on absolutely everything you can make sure you check out our site offscreencentral.com we have lots of interviews fyc is dropping until voting ends um and something really cool coming from jillian's mother mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's, she was um, excited I, I told her she was being posted and she got really excited yeah, so definitely be ready for that because, um, you know, we're talking about Ryan Gosling. All the Ryan Gosling ladies, we will, this will be your moment in the sun, this piece that's coming. Well, it's also like, where did the Ryan Gosling fan, like, that's the whole thing with Barbie. I'm like, where did everyone go? We got bullied off the internet. Like, we got bullied. We, like, we were bullied. You don't even like the movie that much and you were bullied I for like- being like, that's what my favorite part of award season though, is like the people who can't separate, like, oh, I think this is a worthy winner. People being like, how dare you? I'm like, listen, no one's saying that. It's just like, like, why did I have to preface my tweet about the zone of interest being like, I know it's Chris Nolan's. Like, I know. But it's because like, like, and I get it. Like, I, listen, I grew up on exhale on breatheheavy.com defending Britney Spears forever. I was fighting in the forums. I was on True Blood forums. Like, I did it all. I've been in fandoms my whole life, but this is the Oscars. Be a little professional. Like if I, if I'm like, you know what? I love the set. I love the production design in Barbie. And you're like, here's 37 articles on why you're wrong. Like it's an opinion. Like it's an opinion. And I'm also like, I'm so sorry, Barbie nominated for production design. Like say what you want, but like the general consensus was it was good production design. I don't think it's worth losing your mind over an opinion. Also, like, is Jillian in the Academy? Is she voting? (laughs) No. So let her tweet. Like it's fucking twitter.com. Like, sure, you could say it's X, but if I go on my browser, I type in Twitter.com. It's Twitter. But it's I was like, like, the, the day that I can, the day that I can stop being a Killian Murphy fan account and get all my followers back in two weeks. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I just realized my header is still Bradley Cooper, so I will never move on. Dot com. Um, and you can move follow on. the dot site com. at Off Screen Central, but it's OFF s-c-r-n um because twitter hates us but we're really excited for our next episode with our oscar predictions so definitely make sure you listen next week so until next time also also go see dune 2 to support austin butler thank you okay that for real until next time